Have you ever gone on a trip? You had the desire, made all the necessary plans, and set off and landed, but what about the in-between? What takes place while you're in the waiting? Chapter 5. Be Real. You know, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I realized I can be honest with God. And by honest, I mean completely open, transparent, and while acknowledging his lordship and his deity and obviously who he is as Lord and God, realizing that I can be honest with him. And I pray that God through his spirit would give me wisdom and how to articulate everything and not say something that would dishonor him or lead someone to believe something that's false, obviously, about God. I just want to preface it that by saying it. Um, but I'm just going to share with you guys something that I personally have experienced. A few years back, um, I had gone to Big Bear, California for a retreat, and it was a youth retreat. Mind you, I think I was like in my late, late 20s, early 30s. And in short, I was like, well, in my mind, I'm like, there's not a lot of people that I know in Washington going. My friend had asked if I wanted to go who was out of state in Oregon. And I just wasn't sure. And so we both were like, let's pray about it. And I don't honestly think I can say I even prayed about it. But she'd ask like, hey, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. But I like kind of put a sign before God. Like if she says she's going to go, that means I need to go. Because I thought she wasn't going to go. <laughs> and sure enough, she's like, well, I really feel like I need to go. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. I went. It truly was a blessed weekend. There's no other way of saying that. And God definitely worked through his Holy Spirit. Um, while I was there, I still remember there was one of the um, evenings where we were worshiping. And I think there was a service at like the main message where the sermon was shared, uh, the main message. And then we had worship again and they didn't do an altar call at that time. They, um, said that they would just have people pray with wherever they were. And I, um, was worshiping and I was praying. And then at some point I, um, went down on the floor on my knees to pray. And I, can't remember exactly how it came about, but I remember the song Waymaker was on and the worship team from California was playing. And I was very, very honest before God. The only way I can describe it, I guess, or articulate it, it, it was like a word vomit. Like, as if there was all of this stuff pent up in me that I had, like, it was festering, and it was in my heart, and it was in my mind, and it was consuming me at times, but I had never said it, and in the prayer, I just said it before God, and I, like, I honestly even remember praying, like, I feel like you're doing all of these things for other people, but you're not doing it for me. Like, I know your word says this, but this is what I'm feeling, and I remember I just said it all out, and then I got up and I was like, okay, I know this is how I feel, but I know this is what your word says. And it was like over and over and over again. And it was acknowledging where I was and how, what I was experiencing and feeling and then saying who God was. And it was, I'm not saying it was like self-medication, but 
since then, I have realized God is not intimidated by my honesty. Those things that bother you, that keep you up at night, God cares. You see, I could have stayed home and God could have said, forget it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Toughen up, buttercup. Like, you need to have a stronger back. There are people dying in third world countries and you're worried about this, this and that. Just stay home. Like, get over it. That's not what God did. God (laughs) allowed to orchestrate in work, just like Ruth and Boaz, in such an amazing, detailed way, in ordinary decisions, what you would think is ordinary, to have me go over there to realize I am frustrated about very real things and God's not going to brush it under the rug. He's going to care, he's going to listen, and he's going to tend to my needs. My needs too. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares onto him because he cares about you. That's what the Bible says. I don't know about you, but the word casting reminds me of like fishermen. When you cast a reel into the water, you throw it out, you, you toss something, you cast it away. That's what it reminds me of. And sometimes cast is not something that I think is like, delicate and lightly put down. Casting makes me think of like sitting on a seashore and just throwing a rock out into the ocean. Casting all. Don't hold back. Can I just encourage you, you that are listening right now, to cast your care, all of them, on God? And the reason why I want to encourage you to cast it all on him is because the Bible says he cares about you. He cares. And it's not just your friend that just seems to have her life together or him that has the perfect wife and the perfect family or that gal that has the child, whatever it is. He cares about you. So can I just encourage you to be honest with God? As this chapter is coming to a close, I um, just wanted to share something that I stumbled upon on a video of Timothy Keller, and he was just touching on the life of Job and how obviously we know Job lost a lot. Like in one day, one person came to him and said, you lost this. And then as they were saying it, another person came in over and over again, and John Job excuse me, lost his family, his livestock, In some ways, obviously, his health, from what I understand, and in short, he lost a lot. And Timothy Keller in this video was touching on how throughout his suffering, Job said a lot. He had a lot of things to say, but he was always saying it to God. And God who doesn't lie, like the book of Numbers says, is that um, the Bible says God said that Job honored him at the end of that book. And that his friends hadn't. And Job actually ended up having to pray for his friends. 
Whose counsel are you taking in? Who are you talking to ultimately? I want you to be honest. Are you angry with God? Because he didn't give you that one thing that you so long desire. And as you're in the in-between, are you angry at your family members? Maybe for not being more gracious, more understanding. Are you angry at your spouse? Because maybe they can't give you that one thing that you need. Are you angry at your own body? Maybe what it couldn't do. Maybe it didn't look like someone else's. Are you disappointed? Do you feel defeated? Do you think that your future can't be more than what it is today? So there's no point allowing your heart to be open, just even a crack. Because if you did, and that light came in, it would devastate you if it didn't happen. I just want to encourage you to be real, to be honest with the maker of heaven and earth and who created you and continues to sustain you. What root there lies in, in the in-between for you? This last chapter might be a little short, but I hope it's sweet and to the point. And as I close this episode out now here, I want to encourage you to take some time now and go to God. With everything shared to not lose heart, why not you? Have fellowship. Be open and honest with God. I now want to encourage you to go to God. What a shame it would be if I took this time to just talk and then that's it. Go to God because I don't know about you, but I think I have more things that I realized that I needed to share with God. So, until next time, while we're in the in-between, let's be busy about doing the Father's work, and that includes us too. God bless you guys.